The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hey, Pat. Greetings and salutations. And Joanne Mercier. Hey, Joanne. Hey, Dom. Hey, it's Ladies' Night. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't start that song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know that song is going through my mind. (laughs) There we go. I don't know that song. (laughs) It's Ladies' Ladies Night. night. And the feelings. Okay, I don't want to get uh, copyright kicked down or or Disco, disco. Here we go. Disco era. Yeah. Anyway, and to keep the audience from going away, I want to tell you about another (laughs) show on on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. Called Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World. You should check that out wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash mysterious. So we've been away a, a couple weeks. We had, uh, had some vacation and then an unexpected schedule change last week. And so we are back and uh, with a new episode this week, uh, which we hope you will enjoy. I want to get right into things because it's summertime and summertime lately means. Uh, if you're a Apple user, the Apple public betas and the it's interesting how over the years, the betas that Apple really puts out for its operating systems, which it updates in the fall. So the phone, the iPad, the Mac, the watch, the TV, all the Apple things all get their updates at the same time. Their new OSs, and they've first give them to the developers because those are the buggiest ones. And then eventually, usually in July, they release the public versions. And for a long time, most people stayed away from the betas because they didn't, you know, your phone is probably the most important piece of tech you carry around with you, unless you have a medical condition, have a pacemaker or something. But in general, for consumer electronics, you want your phone, you need your phone to work right. And so people were hesitant to put buggy software on it, which, which is what beta is. But over the years, it's kind of changed, hasn't it, uh, Joanne? Like the the uh, idea of putting a beta on important hardware is no longer as questionable. Yeah, and I think um, the best way to describe it, Micah Sargent had a a way of saying what these what these different versions are on iOS today last week, where he talked about, you know, if you want your house pristine for those important guests, you know, that's the final release. And if you don't mind having a few things out of place, that's the beta. And if it's just your friends coming over, it's the developer. They don't care who you are and what you do. So (laughs) I thought that was the walls were unfinished and (laughs) you're still working on the drywall and you know that, but, and I, I can understand because, you know, I've, I've done the betas since 2019 or 2017. I think I've been doing betas and yeah, in the beginning, the betas were the buggiest things going. And Mm. this year, the betas are almost like the final releases. Pretty solid. I've, I've had them installed for about 24 hours in anticipation of this, uh, this discussion on my phone and on my iPad. And I have run into a couple bugs. 
but in general, yeah, they're pretty solid. I haven't had unexpected crashing, knock on wood. <laughs> you know, it's it seems pretty nice. Uh, I, I, by the way, Micah Sargent's analogy, I, I'm going to from now on tell people that uh, my house is in a developer beta. That's <laughs> There you go. <laughs> How about you, Pat? Do you install betas of software on your important machines? Uh, it depends. Uh, it depends upon how many devices I have laying around that can take a beta. I'll, if if I've got two, I'll then I'll put a beta on one of them. But if if I'm like on my phone right now, I would not want to put the beta just because it is critical to my business. Mm. So, mm. but I agree that what I'm seeing is Apple is getting so many of the bugs out of the way with the with the developers beta that there's not as much that's left over for the the uh, public betas it's like those are those are pretty close to release yeah so and what, i don't feel as bad about it but uh you know i i just hate to to do that on a machine that i is critical day to day and what happens now with these public betas is that it's up to us to kind of tell them you know, it still isn't working. These public betas are like the finished products maybe before pandemic started. Right. Where you'd get a release and all of a sudden they'd be releasing two and three more after that right. to fix it. That's what these public betas are now. Yeah, that's true. So by the time you get to the fall, those those public re- those final releases are you know, maybe there's one missing thing here or there. Right. In general, my my advice used to be for 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 iOS and iPadOS, update the day the the release comes out. That used that was my advice before. With macOS, I would always wait to the point one release. Just if I could wait. Sometimes it was quite a long time, but um, in general, wait a bit till the. Now it's almost like. I've just moved that to the beta period so that Mm -hmm. apart from the Mac with the iOS and the iPad OS, I put the betas on the second, at least I wait till at least the second public beta. First public beta is still for me a little too risky, but I wait for the second public beta. I feel like at that point it's on enough machines that the, the bugs are getting worked out. And the other big thing is, is my apps are getting updated. The developers have had time to work out the worst bugs in their apps with on the new system so that my critical apps will be supported, will be running. And in fact, we'll put a link in the show notes. There's a uh, thread over at the uh, Mac OS, let's see, Mac rumors website uh, that list. Well, this one is a thread of Mac OS 14 or Sonoma apps that are, um, currently that are supported or unsupported and then they have another thread that they link from that that one where they have the ios 17 apps that are supported and not supported so you can see you know go over there and go okay that's this is still broken this isn't running uh on the current beta and so and and that's critical to me so i'm not going to update so uh, in general i i my general advice is i wait on the mac if it's the if it's the most important Mac, if I've got a second Mac that I don't use all the time, that's not as important, then I'll put it on that. But I usually feel OK putting it on my phone. I don't know if I should, but I do. I took a chance this time last night. Here I was, you know, knowing I was doing this today. I was like, OK, I got to bite the bullet, put it on the phone. <laughs> and if I put it on the phone, I have to put it on the watch. 
Yeah. So I went whole hog and <laughs> so far so good. Yeah. It, it, usually I don't hold my breath with the iPad because I have two iPads. Yeah. And now one of them will not be able to be updated anymore. So right. <laughs> I'm going to, that one's going to be stuck in la la land. But the other one I put it on a couple of weeks ago and I was like, yep. Yep, working fine. Couple of apps weren't. My Marjan was not looking good. <laughs> had to had to let them know to fix the Marjan so I yep. could play with my you know friend in Italy. Um, and I put it on the TV. That's another did, interesting one. Yeah, and I didn't tell my husband. Okay, because Ooh. if I had if I had said I was putting it on the TV, he'd be like, "No, no, don't do that. I don't want everything all screwed up." And I put it on the TV because I wanted to see Facetime. Right. And of course, yeah. but you can't use it until you put it on your phone. Right. Ooh, right. Because you got to have the continuity camera with the phone. And once you put the continent, you put iOS 17 on your phone, you can't do continuity camera on Ventura. <laughs> so I lost it off the computer. Uh, oh, right. Right. So these right. are the, you've got, if you're going to do a beta, you've got to be able to roll with these punches. If you can't, yeah. then don't do the betas. And more than anything else, it's the, all the Apple stuff over time has become so integrated. Everything mm -hmm. is dependent on everything else. Like, I don't know that I would put beta on my watch just because it's so hard to go back to, mm -hmm. to if something goes wrong. Um, but you know, if you don't, you, you, like you said, if you don't upgrade the phone, then you can't do FaceTime on, on the, uh, Apple TV. But if you do, then you can't do, you know, the continuity camera anymore on the Mac. And I mean, I wonder, it's interesting that you can still do, um, what's that handoff thing where you can move the cursor from, uh, the, oh. from the Mac to the iPad, that still works across. Yeah, that's still yeah. working. Yeah, well, no, not cut and paste with a cursor. No, that's the moves from. Oh. Uh, you know, you can use the the, the mouse right. and drag the the cursor from one screen to the other, and that still works. So uh, some things will work across the operating systems, but some things won't. Uh, they they must have changed continuity continuity camera substantially. Uh, with the well, the new version, either the, either that or I've been having a little problem with um, FaceTime on my Mac anyway lately. Oh, okay. So it could it could be one, it could be both, could be one or the other. But I can't seem to get the continuity camera to work anymore on the Mac. So I, I should try that on mine just to see if, if yeah. That's, let if me know. Yeah. So if you do want to try the public beta, it's easier than ever. And in fact, Apple is kind of encouraging you. They're making it so easy that if you go into your, you know, on the phone or in the iPad, you go into settings and then under general and then to settings, general software update. And then there should be, it says automatic updates. And right below it, it'll say beta updates. You go into there and you turn beta updates on and that We'll go. Make sure you choose iOS 17 or iPadOS 17 public beta, not developer beta. Developer oh. beta is always going to be the more dangerous, buggy version. So, and if you want more control, turn your automatic updates off until you hear that something has been, you know, that another one has been released. Listen to the groundling and see if it's oh, okay, and then right. Turn it on. Right. You don't, right. You don't want to, if, if a, if a beta update comes out that breaks everything, mm -hmm. you don't want to be right. caught in the automatic <laughs> update on that. Yeah. That's a good right. point. 
Um, good. That's good. And then, you know, one thing, there's an interesting article I'm going to link from Macworld, Jason Snell writing where he says why everyone should be running the latest betas on their Apple devices. And uh, he kind of goes into, you know, the fact that they're better than ever, you know, what we were talking about, but also the more people that are running the betas, the more bug reports will get, as long as people are submitting their bug reports, which you should be doing if you're running a public beta. But, you know, the more bug reports, the, so the fewer bugs, you know, the more bugs that get caught, fewer bugs that are out there when it's the public release, it makes everything better. This is the community working together to make everything better. And so, I, I, I you know, it's a bit hyperbole. Maybe not everyone should be running the latest betas on all their devices, but people should be more comfortable than they used to be. And I think that's, mm. that's the, the word. You're still going to run into problems. Yes. So Don't come crying ready. to us if you break your device. Right. Exactly. <laughs> be, be ready for that. It happened to me Monday at work where I went on an app and it was giving me a hair and I had to look at my boss and go, let me use the uh, browser version of this so I can give you the answer. <laughs> right. I, right. I said, I'm running a public beta. Don't, you know. Right. So, yeah, and, and and make sure, of course, you have backups. Back up your phone to mm -hmm. the cloud. Back up your iPad to the cloud. Back up your Mac if you're going to update a Mac. You know, all that sort of stuff also applies. So let's talk about our the features that we've been using. You know, we, ta we talked about some of the features that they announced, but uh, some of the ones we were excited for. So how are they turning out for you? Now, Pat, you have, have you installed a beta at all? No, well, I am on one of my devices right now, but I didn't get it done in time. Okay. Uh, but I was just looking through the announced stuff for the things that I thought looked good. Right. And Joanne, what, what stands out for you as some of the best features as you've used them? Well, immediately last night at 11 o'clock when I was downloading iOS 17 for the phone, <laughs> the first thing I went for was standby. Right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I wanted to see that clock next to me. It, and I did. I got the clock up and running. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. The it's only, interesting that uh, if you don't have an iPhone 14, so I have an iPhone mm, 13 still. Uh, me too. So it doesn't have always on screen. So it does right. fade away. Mm -hmm. Whereas the newer phones, the 14 and presumably the 15, will have, will, they will always be on. But it does pop up. Um, notifications in mm -hmm. the new wider, bigger format and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. I do like that. I just like to be able to reach over, tap it and see the time. Because if not, yep. I have to pick up my entire body, look over my husband and try to see where the time is on, on his ALXE, you know, yes, his little other one. You know, the I guess you had to bet. I was just going to say, I guess that's what I use my watch for overnight is I just keep it on on all the time and can just tap it to, mm -hmm. to see the time. Yeah. 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 But now you can see a big, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. what I like about it. I don't wear my watch to bed. Um, I, it's uncomfortable for me. I, and there was the time. Yeah. I you had a history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've talked about that before, but uh, I do charge it next to my bed, but sometimes it's like I, I wear glasses. It's hard to read. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the middle of the night, having it, is a big thing that I, that is really nice and big to see on the phone would be really nice. I did notice. So there's, there's several different screens you can choose. Like there's mm -hmm. a photo one, there's a big clock there. And, and then there's one with widgets 
where they're like, you have two side-by-side widget mm-hmm. stacks. And I noticed like the ones with the um, find my and the sleep tracker, they don't show data for me. I have to like open them, open up the app, then go back mm-hmm. to standby and it'll show. So this is a bug in it for me, basically. Um, it's not refreshing somehow. Yeah. Yeah. The da- data is not coming through. And then um, I do like the large music widget. Like, mm-hmm. it's like it, I so saw that when I'm playing music, you know, I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking. Um, it's nice to have like the bi- big visual widget right there, taking up the whole screen for controlling it. I'm looking forward to when I can get like overcast on there. So I control my podcast the same way. Mm. Um so it is nice. I I do like it. Um, I, I just uh, I, I'm looking forward to when more apps have updated to take advantage of it. And they're going to be selling a lot of those stands for yes. those MagSafe. You know, you can put the MagSafe in. I think I suggested that a couple yep. podcasts ago um, because the only way you can see this is if it's landscape. Right. I have that's one the- at my desk right now that I that's been in my my desk stand for ages now mm. it's an anchor one obviously because everything i have is anchor and uh but it works perfectly you know i just pop it on there and it's in the right shape this is in fact for me it's going to be more important at my desk than it is at my bedside because um my wife melanie light light in the room while she's sleeping mm. is just anathema so i gotta you know i have to cover everything all the yeah, but, blue, what a, but it willies. turns red is she gonna have a problem with that too she might so for me, the big one is just having it at my desk and having this landscape mode with this big widget. It's almost like a like a control panel or a dashboard sort of thing. That's what I really am looking forward to, especially once I upgrade to the uh, iPhone 15. That mm. will give me the all, always on feature. And at a glance, I can see things and it's always there. Uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. So uh, so that's that one standby. And then the contact posters. Uh, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't had many, I don't get many phone calls and I don't really get a lot of phone calls from other iOS users. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe I can I start do. calling you if you want. <laughs> you can start calling. <laughs> and uh, so I haven't seen the, the calls come in with a contact poster, but I've had some fun setting up my contact poster. And mm-hmm. it's been really interesting. One of the things I noticed is whatever you choose as that image for yourself, that mm-hmm. propagates across, again, across all your devices. So the user uh, profile image for my Mac now is the same image. So I mm-hmm. had the Memoji one. Because, I like the Memoji one on the Mac because when you're typing your password in, it looks down. And then if you mistype it, it kind of like shakes its head at you and stuff. <laughs> you know, kind of getting judged by a little me on the mini me on the screen. But uh, I know I don't. I'm not a great typist. Uh but it's changed now to be a more static image, but I don't mind too much. Uh, I wish I could break those up, but it's not a huge deal. Uh, but I like the I like the idea of these contact posters, especially since you can specify only with other contacts. That's actually a big mm. thing. Like, I don't want this necessarily with people I don't know. I want right. people I know to get the image so they can see it's me. You know, I don't like the idea of calling a business for instance and having your i mean will they be getting their calls on an iphone sometimes like maybe a small business like a plumber or something but in general you know i just i i want it to be people i know who will have me in their contacts to to get that image yeah well i'm thinking of using my memoji 
because yeah. because I think that's about that's kind of benign. Yeah. So I don't mind I don't mind using the emoji. Right. That's not bad. And it's uh, static. You can have a static mm-hmm. emoji like a like a standard pose if you want. Right. Like, you know, there's the emoji that kind of you can see that for you. Yeah. Folks. It's just kind of sitting yeah, there, you know, smiling at the screen. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 kind of works. However, all my f- other contacts, my friends, my husband, I've been finding pictures and throwing them all in. And well, that's the other thing is you can you can assign a photo. Mm-hmm. To you know, to, for someone, uh, you know, a contact photo and poster for them, and you can override the ones yep. that people send you, so you that can. if you if you've got that, that annoying, could be dangerous. Yeah, you get that annoying yes, brother <laughs> who wants to send you inappropriate photos instead of their own. You can override that, and so he can't send it to you. That none of my brothers would do that, but you know, I can imagine nah. that that the happening. So you can override the whatever they what they can send and only show nothing or what you want to see and that's that's a that's a big one um yeah so standby and contact poster of course uh lock screen widgets for the iphone were great i've been using those um from on my iphone i've had um any list for my grocery list so i have really quick access to my grocery list i have my uh the access to the medicine uh, part of the, you know, the medications part of the health app. So when I can log my medications and it can remind me of them. And, um, and then I have a, a weather widget there. Now on the iPad, you have two different sets of widgets. When it's in landscape mode, you get mm-hmm. a, you get a whole bunch of widgets down the left-hand side. I, I didn't even count how many you can get in there, but it's a lot. It's like, if if you have all the small size, it's like six mm-hmm. of them you can fit in there. And then if there's a whole nother set of widgets that you can put in when it's in portrait mode. So you can have a different set of widgets if you want. Uh, so have you done uh, the iPad widgets, Joanne? I, it's the first time I've been able to play with widgets on an iPad. So yeah, I've done basically weather and clock because I have fu- you know, folks in different places in the world. So I have all their clocks. So I know what time it is. I love it. You know, when I'm calling somebody and it, I think it's my time and it's not. Um, so I've done that much with it. Uh, the iPad has been really, really stable. Yeah. As far as, as far as that's concerned, I just haven't gotten used to all of the, how to set things up in it properly. Cause I wanted to have wallpaper different than a lock screen and I'm having yeah trouble trying to figure that out. It wants to both do it together. And I'm like, no, no, no. I still want a lock screen that looks one way and my regular wallpaper that looks another way. And it's Some, gotta be, you, yeah. it's gotta be user error. Well, some of it was hard. Like it took me a bit to figure out how to like how to modify the uh, the uh, standby mode and how to modify the lock screen on the iPad. It wasn't intuitive. It's not the same. Mm. Like for instance, the lock screen stuff is not exactly the same way you do it on the iPhone. In fact, right. off the top of my head, I can't even remember how I got a, got into it. I, I I need to poke around again to to get back into it. So hopefully, when they launch the the final version. They have a a little like initial walk people through things to help them figure out how to set this stuff up because it's not there's so many features now it's it's so hard to find some of them, but yeah, that's the thing the, the, almost, there's going to come a point where I think there might be 
too many features yeah. and a lot of them are going to get lost. Right. And well, that's actually a, a huge problem is there are so many features in these, in, in these operating systems already that nobody know knows of. In fact, that's one of the, like there's a whole cottage industry of YouTubers and TikTokers making videos about hidden little features and accessibility that you can do and stuff like that. Like just mind blowing little bits of trickery and hackery that you can do for little known features. So and shortcuts. Yeah. I have not even begun to scratch the surface of shortcuts. Oh yeah. I I'm not as big in shortcuts as some people, but I do use them somewhat extensively. Maybe that's I have a maybe future two. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I have like two. <laughs> <laughs> so um now you've been using the new watch OS. Tell mm-hmm. tell us about your favorite features on that? Oh, well, it has to be Snoopy. <laughs> but Snoopy is distracting. The Snoopy uh, watch I've, face? Yeah. Oh, gosh. There were two new watch faces. There is Snoopy, and if I can remember the name of the second one. And it's not easy. The one thing about the watch is the watch has the most changes of anything. Really? Because the crown works differently now. The yes. button works differently That's now. Right. You can't, and, but the good thing is your, your watch faces don't go move on you yeah. on their own anymore. Right. You have to, they don't. it been a problem. Right. Yeah. Now you push it down and that's the only way you can scroll and get your watch faces. But the two new watch faces are Snoopy and the palette. And what the palette does is it's, it, it's the, the second hand goes around and changes the color. Right. So if it's in a solid color, it's different grades of that color. If it's all colors, it's, it's, it's very colorful. Let's put it this way. Yep. But Snoopy is a series of vignettes. So they're like five second vignettes. Okay. And they change. So, you know, in the, and when he's resting, he's sleeping on his doghouse in different positions. <laughs> but if you, every time you look up, it's something new. He's playing basketball. He's, he's, um, using one of the, one of the, um, arms as a ramp for his, um, skateboard. Uh. He's golfing. He's raking leaves. He's playing with Woodstock. He's eating, you know, and it's That's distracting as all get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can change the background color. And it's all like it, uh, one of the colors was Lucy Blue. So uh-huh. it's all colors that they've used in in uh, Peanuts. It's right. all the different colors. You can okay. find a Charlie Brown orange. You can find all those different colors as your background. Interesting. Because I have blanket blue on right now. Cool. So I have Linus's blanket. Linus's blanket, that's right. Right. Oh, yes, and she's going to start yelling at me. Um, (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. The Siri face, or whatever they're calling it now, the new replacement for the Siri, is supposed to be much better. It's a, it's like a a widget face or something like that, right? um, I haven't, hold on, I can probably tell you that. It's the the new mod, the new face for the modular. Yeah, modular Uh, still looks the same. There was a different, no, there was a. Uh, I might not have that one installed. Okay. I may not have that one installed. Let's see if I have Siri on here. No, I don't think so. I don't know if they're calling it Siri anymore. It's, but no, there's a not. there's a new version of it that used to be called Siri that, um, watch faces. Oh, I'm trying to find. 
There's a new I, face wh- that that gives you access to a lot more information mm-hmm. than ever before. Um, it's really surfacing lots of um, stuff as you as it anticipates you needing it is the idea. Okay. But um, I'll have to, I'll install that one and, and check back and get back to you on it. Yeah. Um, curious about that one. But I've also been checking the battery usage mm-hmm. and I'm down to 32% with Snoopy on all day. Okay. So it does, that. it does take up some of the, um, the one bug I found in the watch too, is Siri keeps coming on every five seconds. Huh? Which is if yeah, sometimes if you're, she'll start to talk to you, which is what she's done like now for a couple of minutes here. Right. Um, but I am watching the battery usage. So with any of these new faces, you've got to watch and see how much it's going to take up of your battery. That's also another good point about betas in general is betas of operating systems will use more battery life. Battery mm-hmm. optimization is one of the last things they do before release. So. You mm-hmm. expect to get less battery life out of your devices. True. And when I went into the control panel of um, of this, of the phone, of the watch, I found a new icon and it's called school time. Right. And believe it or not, it turns your watch and I don't, it turns your watch into just a basic watch. Yeah. Okay. It has your name on it. It has a date, it has a time. And while you have that on, it immediately knocks everything else off, but emergency phone calls and other notifications that are of an emergency nature. And then you have to turn it off. Right. That when is school their, is over. They, they sold that as for parents as a sort mm-hmm. of parental control so that kids aren't being distracted by their watches at school. And Snoopy can do that. <laughs> and other ass too, of course. But yeah, exactly. that's, that would certainly be the case. Um, your kids can text with their watches. They can make calls with their watches, you know, if they have the right kind of cellular watch. So it's, it's, it's a precaution against kids misusing the tech uh, in school. So, But it's also good for church. Yeah. Because if you're in church and things start to ring, especially when you're playing the organ, it's right. not a good it's not a good thing. The only way you can release it is to hold down the digital crown and then it will ask you. Interesting. Do you want to exit? And so you I, say yes. I've mentioned so before. That's different. Yeah. Go ahead. That's different than the do not disturb then. It's, Correct. it's much more uh critical. I mean more so precise. I well, use it the takes focus out mode. distractions. Right. I use a focus mode for now, which is um, I basically say allow notifications from no no people and no apps. Mm. Like there are no notifications allowed at all on my phone. And then it changes the screens so that the only app that is available on my screen is iBrievery and oh. or an iBrievery widget. This is, I have a, I have a screen mm-hmm. only is iBrievery widget. And then it turns my my watch to just the time and the date in red and that red is my mass time focus mode. And Mm -hmm. then what the way I've got it set is it automatically, this only works if you don't work at at the church. So just just bear with me on that one. But uh, as soon as I enter into our parish church, you know, within the geographical boundaries of the property, it Mm -hmm. turns the focus mode on and then it turns it off as soon as I leave. I don't have to remember to do it. And I've actually got all the different churches we go to for different, you know, family and like every time I go to a new parish church, I, I set that up as in the focus mode so that I never have to worry about it. But for priests and, and parish workers, 
you don't want your focus mode work. coming on no, as soon as you do that. come onto the property of work. Yeah. So, uh, but it's good. I mean, it's good that there's a, that school time works. It's very simple. Just go mm-hmm. in and turn it on. It's kind of like theater mode, except theater mode turns off the watch. Like you can't right. see anything, but this lets you use it as a watch at least. Yeah, it does. Which is, which I think is still helpful. Theater mode shuts it down completely. Yes. But at least you still have a watch. You can still see what time it is and it's in yellow. Right. So, but, but you have to hit that crown in order to get rid of it. And then you have to tell it, yes, I do want to get out. And it tells you how long you've been in school time. Oh, okay. Interesting. So that's also interesting. So uh, let's run quickly through some other ones uh, because we could go on for an hour just on this, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, What are some of the other features that you've really enjoyed with the uh, betas? Um, the message search messages got some updates. Um, uh, haven't I have not looked at messages. The only other the only other thing I've worked with is the TV. Okay, and, and uh, go ahead. FaceTime. It's, okay, uh, FaceTime is a well a couple of things on the TV. The TV now has the time, right? So there is you these TVs that we have the smart TVs. They put time on it sometimes. Sometimes they don't put time on it. Right. Some apps have it. Some apps don't. Now you can find it constantly. It's always on. there. It's there. You can find it. Yeah. Um, the control panel is a little different now. It has a sleep timer. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Finally. Right. For those of us who like to turn the TV off, you know, have it turn off at night by itself. Um, and FaceTime. I was blown away today when I finally got the phone on 17 uh-huh. connected it up to the TV and 55 inches of now I can see whoever I'm talking to. Nice. That for, for me, for people in Italy, for people in Atlanta, for people in California is a total game changer. Right. And it runs like continuity camera. You use the, the backside of your phone, you're going to have to, again, buy 12 more of those stands. So you have them all over the place and you put, it uses the mic in the phone and it's a breeze. And it, it, the quality is, is, is high quality is what you're saying. Yeah, it is. It is. I, it's try, you know, of years of trying to crowd around a computer or an iPad or a phone. Right. Now you get to see it, everybody together. Right. On right. on a big screen. That's what I always used to say. Why doesn't the TV have this? <laughs> right. Well, this is one of the things when people talked about <laughs> Apple selling an actual TV set was like for this purpose. And Apple saying, why should we sell, you know, a box with a with a screen in it? We could sell mm-hmm. the little box and use your phone. And like, you know, we don't have to go to get into the business of selling no, you know, big screens like that. Oh, and there are six rows now across of apps instead of five. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Add an extra row to your first row so you can, you know. Nice. All right. So I think we'll bring a halt to our discussion there. There are so many more features and we may just, you know, when the release comes out, maybe we'll talk about a few more that have really improved since then, that sort of thing. Uh, But uh, I'm really really interested to see you know sometimes it's the it's the 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 users who really determine what the 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 good features the best features you know the 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 widgets a few years ago were really became huge 
Mm. And so um, I'm curious to see what is the big takeaway from iOS 17. Uh, and so. and if you want to give back, use the feedback app. Right. If something goes wrong, take a picture of it, send it to Apple, and they'll fi- and they'll figure out how to fix it. Right. Right. They want your feedback. They yeah. do. All right. So before we move on, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Claudia S, James K, Alfredo B, Ed B and Mary V. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So our first headline is actually another iOS 17 headline. Uh, don't worry, that's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, so one of the features that was introduced in iOS 15 was a was a, an accessibility feature that allowed the phone, if you held your iPhone up, it, it was something called visual lookup. And if you held your phone up to various things, it would audibly tell you what they are. And, you know, or or it could show it on the screen too, like it, it, it label things. And it's a little bit like the Google feature. Um, what's it? Google Lens. It's a little bit like that where, it's using AI to interpret what it's seeing and to look it up. Well, someone recently discovered that in iOS 17, Apple has really expanded the catalog of things that the iPhone can interpret, including all the various symbols that you might find in your vehicle's dashboard. Now, if you ever looked at your, your dashboard of your car, there's most cars have a standard set of symbols, but sometimes those symbols are kind of non-intuitive. I suppose Somewhere in your manual, it explains what they are. But, you know, is, after the first day you brought, brought your car home, do you ever open the manual? It's still in your glove box, the, no crease in the spine, you know, the, the whole thing. So uh, this, this one Reddit user was, like, holding up his phone to all of the different symbols he could find, including, like, the uh, idiot lights, the warning lights, uh, as they lit up. And it would explain what they are. Which is kind of handy, right? You think? What do you think? Is is that a uh, especially? Go ahead. I was going to say, especially in a rental car where it's not the car that you're primarily using. That's true. That's actually even more important, right? Um, yeah, I, I like the idea that you could use your, that, like the phone can proactively interpret the world around you, and this kind of points toward future products, like maybe. Vision Pro or a version of the Vision Pro that we will be wearing around all the time. You know, this this is a, a way of augmenting reality that really sounds useful to me anyway. What do you think? No, I like the idea. Yeah. I do. Um, but somebody who's owned her car for about eight years now, I know all my idiot lights. <laughs> um, so I'm, when I get the new one, okay, fine. We'll start working with this. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a good idea. And it, that kind of a, um, of a visual lookup is good for just about anything, especially when you're traveling. Yes. Right. right. And familiarity it would be real helpful. Yeah. 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 You know, hotels, you know, other just places where you're not used to what the thing is. I mean, I've I've been in hotels or office buildings, whatever, and it's embarrassing. Like, 
I feel like I should know what this is like, or which is the on button, or which is the one that will make it hotter or colder or whatever. And you don't want to like look like an idiot and ask. So this is a nice thing to prevent you from looking like an idiot. So mm. um, I'm curious what else is in that catalog to, that, that will uh, interpret for you. Mm. So the next story says uh, the U S has approved chicken made from cultivated cells the nation's first lab-grown meat. So these a couple of companies out there have gone beyond the plant-based meat, you know, the, that Beyond Meat and Impossible Burger folks. They're making actual meat, in this case chicken, from real animal cells, but in a lab. And the, U, the U.S., the, what was it, the uh, Agricultural Department, US, the U.S., Food and whatever Food and Drug Administration has approved it for for sale in the U.S. and uh, the reports say that it tastes like chicken. <laughs> 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 the The well, interesting thing is, it's too expensive to sell uh, in supermarkets. It, it's I mean, it, obviously they haven't reached scale yet, so they're they're actually starting off by selling it in high end restaurants as a sort of uh, elite food. To kind of get people used to it. But what do you think of this? I mean, would you want to eat lab-grown meat? And why not? <laughs> um, I saw the movie Soylent Green, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not going there with this. Yeah. Well, you go ahead, Pat. Well, I was going to say, if you look at the fact that you don't have to have the acreage and the uh the the all of the food and all of that type of thing that is is used in growing meat you can say well there's a real benefit there to oh yeah to uh etc but it's like i keep thinking well they could add some seasoning and make it a teriyaki chicken or they can make it a <laughs> well what what they say is it cooks like chicken like you just like two of the, there's two different products one comes already cooked and you just reheat it and the other one, you you cook it, and so you can like they in the article that will link. It talks about you know they these the reporters, the journalists had meals prepared for them by chefs at these companies, and they you know they make them into cutlets, nuggets, shredded meats, satays. Uh, they even sell it in the form of a chicken breast or chicken thigh, boneless, of course, and uh, and you know they 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 say the texture is the same the flavor is the same the color is a little paler which is interesting but they they said no blood <laughs> yeah exactly but they said the big problem the, the marketing problem is the ick factor is most people just think it sounds weird they it it's in so their big obstacle is if you try it you'll probably be okay with it this is what they say but it's getting people to try it that's the that's the big problem and and the cost factor at this time would yeah. be something that it would be hard to go out of my way to find something to sample, right? You know, to try it. I, I probably would try it if it were something that I was a high class restaurant that said, you know, and 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 they gave you a sampling of it. I I would probably try it, but uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like I'm ready for prime time yet. <laughs> I just want to know what chemicals are used in all of this. Right. Because remember, at, at least with animals, we know basically, and even though some of them get chem chemicals, what they're eating. 
what's going into their bodies, what's being digested, what's right. then you killed them and you eat what they've digested. So I'm not quite sure what this is. It it is a big ick factor for me. Right. I, I guess it's, I'm not going to be not going to be one that'll yeah. even want to try it. And I eat exotic food like you know octopus. Sure. You know I, I no. <laughs> <laughs> it is the unknown. How like what mm. goes into it? How is it made? That's that's a big part of it. But to be honest, I'd be more likely to eat something like this than an Impossible Burger. Like yeah, me too. <laughs> True. All yeah. right. And then uh and I'd love to hear from listeners. Would you eat lab meat? That would be interesting. Didn't I didn't I see where they were uh 3D uh printing steak oh, already? Geez. Is that this is this a, is different though. This is different, yeah. And mm. this is only chicken so far though. They do have plans for uh pork, beef and seafood. But yes. Well I guess I how did I, I guess I don't understand how they're doing the three D printing of steak then if it's not being grown in a vat. It's probably mm. they're they're probably taking actual like beef off a cow and breaking it down and then reconstituting it. Mm. I would have okay, to Okay, sorry for yeah. the diversion. No, but no, I, that's, I, I thought I remembered hearing about the steak. Yeah, no, let me see if I can quickly 3D printed plant based steaks. Well there's there's that. 3D printed plant based steaks. That no, would be, this this one I thought was real. Yeah. I mean was 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 uh in the Guardian, this was a couple years ago. Three uh, D printed steak. Anyone? Uh, let's see. Um, I, I may have been wrong. Maybe it was plant based, but yeah, I, this I one's thought also it was plant based. Yeah. Okay, um, I was wrong. Okay. Uh, I mean, there it's, may have been. It another still one, but, sounds icky. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want vegan. Vegan. Three um, D print. Israeli steak. company unveils lab grown beef. Uh, That's what I was thinking. I remembered. Yeah, lab-grown beef chunks. Real beef sourced from cows without any slaughtering involved. Um, It's still in the research phase. That's what it is. Oh, They're, okay. Yeah, that's the big difference is this chicken is on the market. This is commercial. Yeah. yeah. This little chicken went to market. Oh, <laughs> that little beef stayed home in the lab. Uh, so... <laughs> The uh, the last headline I wanted to talk about is this story. Where I'm trying to find it in my list of stories. So let me pull it back up again. I lost it. Sorry, folks. Um, the The headline is remote work appears to be here to stay, especially for women. And actually, this is an auspicious panel to be talking about this with. And what they found is, is post-pandemic, uh, e even after people have started going back to the office, the fact is it looks like more people will be working from home on an ongoing basis that it's even although the numbers of people who are working from home have obviously gone down, you know, whether part-time or full-time, there's still more people than ever who are working from home at least part-time. And it's very interesting. And then some of the other stuff that they found is that um, more, most Americans are spending more time alone mm. in their leisure time and that women continue to spend more time caring for children than do men, which I'm not sure that surprises anyone, but also that women are more likely to be remote working than, than men are. Uh, that women are choosing it. They prefer it. Well, didn't I see something about that they tended to be higher education 
uh, and the women that were working at, at home than the men that were working at home or well, something like that. It was more along the lines of the more education you have, the more likely you are to be uh, working from home, remote working. And women tend to have women in the workforce tend to be higher educated on average than men. In, the, in other words, of the women in the workforce, most are higher, have higher education. There are a lot more men in jobs that don't require higher ed in blue collar, you know, manual labor type jobs. And that's another right. part of it is they found, of course, that people who are higher education, you know, remote work favors college educated workers. Auto workers can't build cars in their living room. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I've always thought even before the pandemic, I thought it just made sense for, for more people to work from home than did because the benefits, the, you don't need to commute. You don't have all of that nonsense. It's better for the company. You don't have to have these big office buildings. And so much of what we do now doesn't, I had so many jobs where you go in, you sit at your desk and, for work-related things, I didn't necessarily need to be face-to-face -face with people. Sure, there was lots of, you know, uh, camaraderie. camaraderie sort of stuff when people hanging around the water cooler. But but as far as getting work done, and it, with the technology we have today, even more so. I don't know. What do you think? Well, as somebody who travels, you know, 45 minutes one way to work three times a week, and now I work at home two times a week, those two hours each day is put to better use. But I've been working at home most of my career. Right. Because when I first started in church work, there was no office for the musician. Right. You know, you, you basically worked at home unless you were sitting at the organ or having a rehearsal or something. So I've got used to it. And that's a big problem. I've said this before here. That's a big problem for a lot of people who think working at home is great until you start doing it and you realize you have to be very disciplined it in does order require, to do it. Yeah, it, it does require it does. that discipline. It's There's a lot of distractions possible when you work from home. Yeah. Exactly. Especially when you have a dog, especially when you have children, especially when mm -hmm. you have, you know, people coming to your door, you know, trying to sell you solar panels, <laughs> you know, all all day long. This is what goes on. I get you those just, guys. I usually yeah, just point I, at my roof and go, I have panels on the roof. If you'd look. <laughs> and I'm making a sign that says we're just not don't getting go to the door. Right. <laughs> yeah. But well, no, I, but the, the alone time is what you need to counter. Yeah. Because you do spend more time alone when you're home, even if you're on the phone with work, than you are when you're there with people. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah, that there is that the problem and possibility of isolation. And for some people, you know, for an introvert, that's not a, that's not always a big problem, although you and introverts need social time occasionally. Uh, but for extroverts, I mean, I know there there are extroverts who when during the pandemic were just bouncing off the walls because they just couldn't stand being alone all the time. And uh, I, I've worked at home for most of my working life. I mean, I, there was a period of time where I worked in for the Archdiocese of Boston. I worked in the office there and then I worked in a parish for a little bit afterward. But other than that, other than those uh, eight years or so, all of it, the rest has either been uh, full time at home or at least part of the time at home. 
And yeah, it requires you to be some discipline. There's a lot of flexibility that you can have. There's a lot of, uh, you know, it's really nice to be able to have lunch with my wife and my kids every day and, you know, run an errand or make a call or whatever, you know, in, in the midst of getting the rest of my work done. But uh, you've got to be focused and, di- and disciplined about about yourself and and be able to get away from distractions, especially if you don't have an office or space that you can shut a door and, and lock it out. And that that's, it's a new challenge that people are going to have to get used to. So mm. I guess what I, I've been hearing in is so many reports of is the trend of, of pulling people back into the office that this, you know, I was surprised to hear this, this uh, study because I've been hearing the opposite. More right. people are without their wish. They're being pulled back into the office. And so I think I guess both are true. I think they so it's how much I say this more people have are work from home than were before the pandemic more would if they could, I think is the the question. And And so lots of companies are pulling people into the office who don't really want to go. So and I yeah. and I think some companies are seeing the value of keeping their very valuable women employees if they can let them have flexible time to work at home even yeah. you know because of childcare because of anything like that it behooves them to have them you know be because you can be very productive at home even if you have other things going on. I mean, I've learned over the years, I can do my laundry while I'm working. I can't clean my house while I'm working. <laughs> right. You know, right. It's t- you know, you learn that to juggle. You, yeah, yeah. You can't cook. Okay. You can take a two hour lunch if you want to tack on an hour on the other end. Sure. You know, so it's, it's things like that you learn. And I think if our house is any indication, men have a little bit more problem, no offense, Tom, working at home oh, yeah. than women do. My husband finds it very difficult. Issues. Yeah. He finds yeah. it very difficult to work from home. I think actually studies have shown that women are better multitaskers or juggling better at juggling multiple things at once, you know, not literally at once, but moving between tasks, Mm. I think is the other is, is the better way of talking about it. Cause no one really multitasks. We don't, I'm not, you know, doing the laundry literally while I'm typing an email, but, but being able to shifting, yes. Task shifting Mm -hmm. is women are much better at it than men are. And the, yeah, that I I will put my hand up to that one. I am terrible at task shifting, and uh, but yeah, I think that's a good point. Companies need to be adaptable, especially in this labor environment where it's hard to get employees, and so they they're working hard to be more adaptable to make an environment that keeps their best people happy. Yeah, and yeah, the uh, no, I was going to say something else about women in the workplace, but I guess. I forgot it. Right at the mind. It shows you can't multitask. <laughs> <laughs> Could be age shift, too. Shift, shifting. <laughs> shift gears. Anyway, uh, those are our headlines. And let's move on to our picks of the week. And Joanne, you're up first. What's your pick of this week? 
Well, it's a limited time only pick because while we're recording this, uh, Pope Francis is in Lisbon. Yay. Yeah. And there are two apps if you want to catch it, you know, catch the unvarnished stuff because CNN is too busy with other things right now to to cover this. So the Catholic TV app, CatholicTV.org, even though they are having some technical difficulties this this week, mm. they are showing that they've been managing to stream the Vatican media. So they are showing that as it happens and an app called RTP play. This comes straight out of Portugal. Now I can't find the subtitles in English anywhere. I speak limited Portuguese, but if you want to see the Pope (laughs) in real time, the RTP app is where you go to catch all of the, you know, stuff that they're they're talking about right now with him. We have a group there from um our diocese, a couple of people, couple of kids from our parish are there. Oh, nice. So this is this is a good chance to, you know, keep up with them and and experience a little of what they're experiencing on the ground. Honestly, the, the Portuguese version might be better cuz it always drives me a little bit batty that the constant talking of commentators like mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't need to talk like they it's their job to fill up the airtime, but gosh, it can be so annoying. So actually like if it's in a foreign language, I don't understand it. I can almost tune it out better. Yes. So, so maybe I will watch the Portuguese feed. And- yeah. I get yeah. every ninth word. So that's, it's, <laughs> help, it's helping me get my language skill back. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Good picks. Good picks. And Pat, what's your pick this week? Well, uh, when I was growing up, there used to be a way you could walk into a library and see the reference librarian at the reference desk. Mm -hmm. So there is a website that's called RefDesk, Reference Desk, R-E-F-D-E-S-K. And it is uh, you can you can help them support that. But he only has a couple of ads. And I say he because it's one person that has made this. but the idea being is that it's it's very well organized and categorized such that you can see like all the major uh, newspapers. There's a listing for each one of them, the, maybe with their front page or pictures of the day from astronomy all the way through science, through, you know, industry, different type. There's there's games, there's uh, things for homework, there's the um, all of the standard reference materials like the Merck Manual and, and uh, the, the Farmer's Almanac and all of these things. It's a well-organized way, if you've got 30 minutes or an hour to waste on the web, it's a nice way to go to do something productive, you know, huh. kind of interesting. And uh, I've used it for for years, and my my older clients really like it because it kind of gives them a a structure for the web because the web is just out there. Right. And this gives you a way to kind of, oh, look at this. I could look up. Look up the the uh, the high temperatures in weather of the world right now, or or whatever it is. So I've had a lot of fun showing people this. So it's basically an organized, you know, pages of links within within categories. So like I'm right. looking at fast facts and there's almanacs, and there's external links to a bunch of almanacs and maps, CA World Facts Book and, you know, uh, the Old Farmer's Almanac, like you mentioned. And then there's calendars and time, the atomic clock of the U.S. Naval Observatory and the this day in history. And, and 
then there's like you mentioned newspapers organized by state and then by world and and they're just links to these sites and it's right gosh it's kind of like reminds me of the early days of yahoo do you remember that like when you could link to every every new page every new site on the internet from one directory um right so well and uh he he basically says that the the, the he links to things that are family friendly and safe. Right. He cannot control what they do once you get to those other sites. Right. But it is a nice way of safely looking at what's on the web, you know, if you don't dig too deep type thing or don't go off on 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 tangents. Right. So this like you said, this is great for uh folks who just aren't comfortable in Google like facing a blank search box or for kids. I think this would be a, a great way to to make this a homepage for kids, you know, that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, uh, as I say, there's the homework helper section. There's a whole lot of stuff down on the far. I think it's on the right hand column yep. that you go down and you get homework help and and uh, lots of different search engines, lots of different uh, ways of you can get to about 20 different email systems just up at the top. Right. Right. I mean, it's just it's a very, very nicely organized I mean, this would make a nice homepage, like a, a standard page that comes up when you, you know, open up your browser. Open up. Right. Yeah. Cool. Very nice. I like it. So my pick is a little bit of hardware, and this is uh, related to the AirTag, but it's an AirTag holder. It's called the Tag Vault Surface, and this is from a company called Elevation Lab. And what I was looking for was... I wanted to put an AirTag on my Kindle and because Amazon still hasn't figured out a way to integrate finding your Kindle when it's lost, which we have seven Kindles in my house. And at one time or another, one of them is lost. And so or we have six Kindles in my house. But uh, and so I'm constantly putting I, I was used to put the air um, tile stickers on them. So I'll buy a case and I'll put a sticker on the back, you know, a tile sticker on the back and use the tile system. But I wanted to do the air tag, but air tags themselves don't have a way to attach them. So this is the, uh, the tag vault surface and it's a waterproof air, air tag adhesive mount. And this is some strong adhesive. I think it's a three M VHB. I think is you know, a particular kind of adhesive and it's, it's actually kind of designed for things like bicycles. You could or boats or boats <laughs> or skis or you know things that are meant for outdoors. You know, in the weather that you want to keep track of. And like I, I've heard, like one person who they put one of these under the seat of their bike so that if the bike ever gets stolen, they can track it down. And I tell you, it's really nice, really durable. Um, it's kind of big. It's bigger than a tile sticker, that's for sure. Uh, but I really I put it on the back of my Kindle, and actually I put it near the top so that it becomes a sort of st- inclined stand for the for the uh, for the Kindle while I'm reading. And uh, it's only thirteen dollars to go with your ear tag. It's it's been really nice. It really and I've got I take my Kindle everywhere, and this thing has been rock solid. It hasn't. There's no hint that this thing is coming off anytime soon. <laughs> so uh, hopefully I don't have to replace my case. Uh, I'll have to buy another one. But it's the uh, Tag Vault Surface. And they have a couple other. Elevation Lab has a couple variant, variations on the Tag Vault. They have uh, um, a keychain one. They have a dog collar one. So they have a, you know, a ver- variety of these 
but this is the uh, the tag vault surface. Anything that you can stick a 3M sticker on, this will stick to. So, all right. So uh, that should do it for this time. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on anything we talked about today. If you have a favorite feature in one of the new Apple public betas or, you know, tell us whether you'd eat lab grown meat. We, <laughs> <Yeah>. you can, <laughs> let us know in, uh, by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the StarQuest Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuest Media. Send an email to technology at sqpn.com. You can visit this <laughs> for a second there. I thought I said that wrong, but no, I did say that right. Visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. You can find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at starquest.fm slash 221. And remember to like each episode wherever you find us on social media, whether it's on Facebook or on X. (laughs) I'm never going to get used to saying that. Or wherever you find us online and leave us comments wherever wherever you can do that. Until next time, Joanne Mercier, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Thanks, Tom. Pat Scott, thank you as well. Glad to be here. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. <laughs>